You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, that's me, Casey McGovern of Nursepreneurs. Today's episode is sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your practice. One of Jane's most popular features is online intake forms. They're designed to be convenient, allowing patients or clients to complete forms on their schedule rather than during your treatment time. Jane's online intake forms help you collect all the information you need before your appointment begins. You can choose to send your intake forms manually or enable them to send automatically at the time of booking for a more hands-off approach. There's even a friendly reminder sent 24 hours before a patient's appointment if they forget to complete it. And when treatment is done, you won't have to worry about chasing payments. Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments, allows you to securely collect credit card details through your intake form. To see how online intake forms can help you spend more time helping your patients, head to jane.app slash guide to book a personalized demo. Don't forget, you can use the code NURSECEO at the time of sign up for a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Hi, everybody. It's Casey with the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Um, You all know me, so I am going to get right into it here. I'm here with Megan Francis. Um, Megan is a nurse practitioner who is here to talk about her, um, I'll give you kind of a spoiler, her most recent entrepreneurial pursuit, which is fourth trimester postnatal retreat up in the DC area. I'm super excited to sort of launch in here um, and chat with Megan. Super excited that you came, Megan. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here virtually. Yes, virtually. Awesome. Um, Okay, so let's just start, Megan, with a little quick background about you. Tell me about sort of your nursing background, where you started versus what you are today. um, And let's just get into that. Well, when I started, this was not in the cards for me. This is not where I thought I would end up, which a lot of nurses will tell you. Even in nursing school, you don't know where you kind of want to end up. Um, But I started thinking that I was going to be a CRNA or a nurse anesthetist, for those that don't know, which how many of us thought that, right? So I went straight to the ICU. I made sure my resume was stacked. I went straight to neuro ICU. I also worked cardiac ICU. But the hospital burnout is real, as we all know. Like, it's it's a lot. And that was even pre-COVID. It was just a lot, a lot of death, a lot of dying. I transitioned to home health for a long time, became a wound care nurse and Um, you know, my mom started to get injectables and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, you know, with injectable medicine, aesthetic medicine, you can make people feel good without death and dying all the time. It does have its own challenges, but I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be an aesthetic nurse. Um, and I, the reason I started my own business, unfortunately, when I started, it was a bit of an old boys club and a lot of old men that, it was just interesting to me that they would try to tell women how to look and feel and when they might look like gremlins themselves. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's an interesting I don't know how like spicy to be on your podcast, but it was just something just did not sit right with me with old men telling us how to look, pot calling kettle black anyways, but I just didn't like it. And for me, 
it's making people feel good because if your psychosocial health is good, you're going to do better at work. You're going to do better with your relationships. And, and I also get to be part of their lives with relationships, everything. It's just, I love a wedding. I love working with brides. And so, you know, that's what, um, I started my first business, which is NM aesthetics and wellness in Arlington, Virginia, right outside DC. And that is my main job, but I had my daughter, she's now 10 months. Um, last year. And unfortunately, I know I'm saying this with a smile, but it's a lot of trauma that I have from my birth. I had a yeah. really hard pregnancy, really traumatic birth experience. And uh, fourth trimester came as a way to kind of deal with my birth trauma. And again, as my ethos has always been to help people. And so these postnatal retreats are really big in Asia. In you know China, there's a period of confinement where women don't leave their homes for a month, and so you know the rest of the world has plenty of postpartum, postnatal care, and we are appallingly behind in everything women's health. And so it was getting some buzz on um, social media about these retreats. We had one forming in New York, and I was like, oh my god, I need to go. I need to see what this is about. And, you know, I would tell all my patients that I was going to go to this retreat. And um, they're really the ones that told me, Megan, you've got to do this. Like, I thought, you know, maybe maybe I should, but my patients know how hard I work. They saw me build my um, business and aesthetics and wellness from the ground up when I was concierge to my dining room, to a solo salon, which is like a little salon suite, to my big office we're expanding. They saw me do that which was insane by any measure. And I did all of that without a website. I still don't have a website. We're working on it, but. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That, I know it's crazy, <laughs> but <laughs> it's coming. But I did all of that. And they were like, if anyone can bring this here, it's you. And because my first business was so strong, I was able to do this. And I've, I, I did both of these without a major bank loan. Um, I had a small loan from a friend to start NM that I paid back and fourth trimester um, no loans. It's purely from my savings. And, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to fourth trimester. We have the retreat, the physical retreat at the Watergate hotel in DC, um, where many, many of our families are coming straight from birth, um, from hospital to home. And it's a way that we just kind of get to be that next step for you, because I don't know if you felt this way, but for me, it's like, you leave the hospital, I'm a nurse practitioner, but you leave the hospital and you're like, there's no test. I just leave with this baby and with the hormones, I was recovering from a C-section. It was, it was a lot. And I have resources, right? But what about yeah. people that don't have friends that are midwives or don't have friends that are LND nurses? I have a wound care background that I could fix my incision. I had an abscess, like, you know, like people don't right. have that. So, you know, for, yeah. I just want to say that is, I, this is a conversation that I, I, I don't, if the audience doesn't know, I, my background is as a pediatric nurse practitioner. And what's funny for the audience, or not funny, but coincidental or ironic, whatever the word is, is that I didn't know when I clicked on Megan's podcast form when she, when it was filled out, that this is what we were going to talk about. And when I was looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, speaks to me because it is so prevalent, right? To have traumatic, um, pregnancy experiences. And I shared the same. I had a very long, long, long labor that ended at an emergency C-section recovering. And then, you know, all these things. And then I was recovering from that and they, you know, whatever, long story, but point All being, your emotions of not getting oh, the birth that you wanted. Yeah. And, and then they took my yeah. baby away from me because she was having problems. And so that I'm, you know, stuck yeah. in a bed with a terrible recovery and she's, you know, 
And I am a pediatric nurse practitioner. And I think about this all the time. I cannot imagine that experience as just sort of a quote layman who didn't at least have the experience, the, the knowledge that I had. 100%. And it's I, wild. I think about all the time. If we yeah. go through that, and as I've been on, I've been on different news networks and things sharing my story, all the women, most of them interviewing me, same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're led to believe on TV that these births are so easy and it's not. And unfortunately, more women than not have some sort of traumatic experience around their birth and those that don't it's great i'm so happy and jealous of them <laughs> yeah. but there's so many more of us that have this struggle and i know almost a year out i can sit here and talk about it without crying but that's a lot of therapy and things going through it and it still gets me every once in a while but yeah you're you know you're an mp as well pediatric mp if we're struggling everyone else is struggling and you know, exactly. the resources, postpartum depression. I had postpartum anxiety. Like they say yeah. 40% of women have something, but I think it's higher from underreporting. People don't catch the uh, signs. And, yeah. you know, the whole reason, so we have fourth trimester, the retreat, we have home services, we have everything. My goal with this is everything that you need, we have lactation, mental health, and not not and I, god bless the pediatricians but you go to the pediatrician and they give you a piece of paper are you okay who's going to tell you are you okay we have right. actual perimental postnatal um perimental therapists and trauma therapists available to everyone and you know a little bit of everything you do have the pampering of massage if you'd like we have nutritious meals that was made by a nutritionist who's also a lactation consultant and a mother she's actually pregnant with twins also already has kids so you know, all of fourth trimester, we're all moms. Every single one of us are moms and that are started this. And, you know, you know, Kate, all of us have our own trauma too. Fran, our therapist, almost could have died in her birth. Katie was an IVF um, C-section situation. She had a horrible time. Like we've all yeah. been there. So besides our clinical backgrounds and speech therapy and everything, our own trauma guides how we're we know we get it right there, you're you can truly you can truly say you are empathetic to these problems because you truly all have had some level of experience with that type of trauma yeah and that's incredible because like you said you know yeah it, there is something about shared experience that just really changes the way that you can then deliver care and you know i remember even as a pediatric nurse practitioner not that you have to you know be a, a parent to take care of children but there is something different about the way you approach care like i remember pre-kids versus post-kids what how i approach certain things in my clinical world and you don't, I know until different, you're living. You don't and you and you don't and that's just bottom line that's the human experience but you approach it differently when you can say you've shared an experience um well, I tell all my friends that had babies before me i'm sorry if i wasn't supportive enough i thought it may and i don't know if i was or wasn't but right. they're like you don't get it until you, yeah. until you get it. Okay, so I wanna I wanna go back to sort of the experience, um, you know, from the patient side of you know really what fourth retreat is. So when I guess my first question is, you exist, but how do <laughs> patients know that you exist? So how do they find you? And I'm assuming they usually somehow discover you before they've had their baby. Yes, yes, ideally, like. The sooner we have with you, we can do pre-parenting classes. We can help you set up your nursery. We can help with baby proofing. We can help. We do registry planning. There's a lot of stuff we do ahead of time. We have birth doulas. 
postpartum doulas as well, but we have a lot of stuff that we can do ahead of time to help you before um, you give birth. Ideally, you do find out about us beforehand. Obviously, when we first started, we didn't have a chance for that. But with a lot of families right now, we're doing a lot of these pre-work and we do have free monthly classes that we do. And so that part is great. Um, so ideally they find out beforehand, but then once they're at the retreat, well, after giving birth, you have two options. You have 4T at home or you have the retreat. For those that don't want to come to the retreat, or maybe it's cost prohibitive, we have home services, home classes, virtual visits. You know, we have everything that we can do at the retreat at your home, but the retreat has the nice benefit of 24-hour care. Somebody is always there for you. Um, there's the nursery with, you know, you have your own baby cam to see if you'd like to get some rest. We help with lactation, bottle feeding, everything, mental health. Um, like I said, all the meals are included. And then there's the added benefit of getting to go to the spa, which is so nice after recovery. For me, I had so much fluid from the C-section that like getting that fluid out with a massage was so nice. Um, so, and for me, the number one important thing was making this experience super customizable. You know, you know, I went to a retreat and I will say it's a little disappointing if there's only a class twice a month on a Tuesday and you're not there or right. if you're there, but you're not up for it. Right. So for right. me, if you want infancy VR, baby wearing anything, you're going to get it before you go. And so that was really important. And again, everything is like what we're learning and this is kind of evolving. You know, my daughter's 10 months um, and, you know, we have toddlers, some of the other parents. And so Katie's a speech therapist feeding uh, their specialist as well. So we're doing baby led weaning. If you'd like, we're, right. we're, as we're growing and learning, we just want to be able to help and give all the resources back to everyone, which I think is really cool. Very cool. I think it's incredible. Um, what about, so what is, so if someone wants to do the sort of full-blown experience, how long are they at the retreat at the, um, the resort for? So we do recommend a three-night minimum because, okay. you know, especially if you're coming from the hospital, it's a lot. It's a whirlwind. You want to give yourself a chance to get settled and really get to experience everything. Um, but, you know, we have patients, or I say patients, but they're, you know, our guests. Um, our guests, five to seven days is kind of a sweet spot, but cool. we have families that are, we actually have a family touring this weekend um, that wants to stay potentially for a couple months. So, Amazing. which is like similar to the Asia model. So we're really open to everything. And that's why I say it's truly customizable. Um, but at least that three nights, cause you really want to be able to have time. But what's great is our staff can follow people home. Like we, we do overnight care. We do a little bit of everything. So you know, I, again, Beautiful. I just want to make sure that you don't feel panicked. And especially in our area, I don't know about you guys, but we have a lot of government contractors. It's very transient. So people are losing their village. Like I, both of my parents are um, immigrants and I grew up with a bit of a, an extended family, but we're losing that. We're losing that. You know, it's becoming very nuclear. So we're trying to be that village again, that, yeah. that team for you. Um, that family, your squad, whatever it is that you want to call us. Um, that's what we want to be. That's amazing. Um, so when you started versus where you are now, so let me ask you this. How was, did this exist when your daughter was born or did you launch after your daughter's? I think you launched after, is that right? Yes. So I had the idea while pregnant, going through okay. a very hard pregnancy with my ribs knocked out as a whole thing. 
Oh my gosh. Um, and it was just starting to take off on social media. So we started it towards the end of my pregnancy. Um, and then really it was my maternity leave. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but that's actually the most with, you know, running my other business, my maternity leave was the most time I probably would ever have in my life. Yeah. Like, you know, cause when she would sleep, I would work. It was just yeah. at home. So for me, like I'm, I am a workaholic, it worked. And so the bulk of the business was done on my maternity leave, but towards the end of my pregnancy, um, and I kind of launched like, that we were doing, I said, Hey, I'm going to New York. I'm going to experience this and Hey, we're doing it here. And now there's, you know, I, I do think this is going to start to take off. I know there's one in, um, uh, there's a few in California, I think that are popping up. And I just love that women are finally being taken care of because women's health is so neglected. It's crazy. It's just not right. And I, yes. I love that. Yeah starting to be seen a little bit so hopefully it'll get better i mean i i agree that we are starting to open our eyes a little bit but you know what I, and women are driving that in my i mean i'm just gonna women like you who are like okay we're not leaving this in anyone else's hands anymore it's time for us to just do it because nobody else is so we're gonna um which i love i just think it's like very powerful yeah. um movement that's happening and it's slow but sure so I agree. What's well, the um, same in the aesthetic world though, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. how familiar you are with that world, but women are now dominating that field. And it was yes. not like that. It was all dusty, crusty old men. And it's not like that anymore. And so exactly. I'm really proud of that. And I'm really proud that I get to be a part of this space, continuing to help women in a different way. And like I said, seeing my patients become our clients, it's, it's just really special. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me, let's go back to how it works because you are, I'm assuming, well, I guess contracted in some way with, is it, was it Westgate? Can, tell me the resort again. Oh, uh, the Watergate, which is Watergate. a hotel. Yeah. Okay. So right so now we rent space from them. Um, but, and we have our permanent like suite where we have the nursery on one side and like a parent's lounge on the other side. Um, and that you can only, that's always locked. Um, okay. And so we have that and then we're, you know, have other rooms as needed right now. We're trying to cap it, um, anywhere from maybe five to 10 families at a time, just because we don't want it to be too crazy. Um, sure. we want to be able to give the focus care, but you know, March is going to be a busy month. Um, we're really excited. So who knows? Like I, like, you know, like I said, I started my other business as a concierge and now we're expanding. I would love to do that as well. I just want everyone to know we exist and to just be able to help. So from a business perspective, I want to ask a few questions in, in, in particular about how I'm going to mess it up again. Watergate, Watergate. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, I want to say something else in my You know, mind. the whole Watergate scandal was mixing. Yes, there it is. There it is. And now I'll remember. So <laughs> how, you know, to me, it sounds like that was a pretty sort of, you know, brave thing that you had to say, like, I'm going to approach this classic DC hotel and, and ask them if we can do this in their location from a business perspective. Tell me sort of how you approach that. Well, you know, I actually shopped around, if you will, a little bit. I wanted to find the right fit. I wanted to find the right fit that knew what we were doing and we're going to respect what we were going to do and not just look at us like a number. And a couple of these hotels did. And then okay. I got to say the Watergate, Rima Halabi, she is our contact there and she's a gem. 
truly without her, it just would not be possible to do fourth trimester. Um, but the owners are really cool. I believe they have seven, seven children, seven. Wow. Um, so they get it. They get it. I six or seven. I think it's seven, but yeah. um, they have a lot of children. They're very excited. They're based in New York. They knew about these retreats. They were very excited to have us. So it was the right fit from a business perspective. I, yes, I am a businesswoman. I run now two successful businesses, but I'm a little bit different. And I think the reason my businesses are successful because I don't just think like a business woman. I yeah. think of, I do a lot with feelings for good or bad. I do a lot with feelings and it's got to be right. It can't just be ice cold, you know, cutthroat. It can't be like that. Um, but I've gotten here and a lot of people that are cutthroat are not where I'm at. So I think I'm doing something right. But I think it you're was doing just, something right. It was just a good feeling. But I, for me, it was like, you want us here. You want us here. You want this for your hotel. We are a good thing for them as well as bringing in business and bringing in awareness to them. It's just, it's just good. You know, awesome. they get to show the world that they care about women because so yeah. many people don't. Yeah. That's mutually beneficial. That looks right. Exactly. That's a, okay. that's a nice synergistic relationship from a business perspective. And I should say, it's not just women. We actually have a lot of LGBTQ families that are coming as well. We welcome the dads. Actually, one of our doula is a surrogate surrogate for two dads that we love. So you know, the women part of it is really like the recovery and all of that. Of course. Um, but we accept everybody, everyone adopted parents. It's it's really for everyone. You you still need help learning how to do everything. You may not yeah. need the physical recovery. You do need sleep. Everybody needs sleep. Yes, and that is really, hard to come by yeah. in that space. Yeah, but we really are time. for everybody, and I should should note that. Yeah, I love that, and a hundred percent because the po you know, you know, it gets called postpartum, but I. I there is just new parenthood in general yeah, yeah, and it could exactly. be your first or it could be your fifth and every experience might be different in that time. And right, like you said, new parenthood for a new child is different every time, no matter how you became a parent. And it is overwhelming and stressful and scary and wild. So you're there for every single one of those experiences for any sort of journey to parenthood, however it was. Oh, I mean, I have people experience. asking, they're like, this is my third kid, but I'm coming. Like, you know, <laughs> it's awesome because they know in a different way that they need the help and support. A hundred percent. I love that. So I quickly want to go backwards um, a little bit because I just want to dive a little bit more into, you know, your, your first jump into business and just curious. And I think people will appreciate knowing if you can think back about how many years had you been in the nursing world before you launched NM? I graduated undergrad 2010. Then I okay. went to grad school solely so I could start my business because, you know, as an RN, it's kind of hard with all the supervision laws um, to sure. start a business. So I graduated NP school in 2018. And as soon as I passed boards, I started my business end of 2018. So about eight years, but I really didn't really hit the ground running until like 2019, the beginning of the new year. Um, okay. So eight or nine years, but for me, you know, I recommend that nurses, they pay a lot of people just want to become an aesthetic nurse now, but my experiences in the ICU wound care, you wouldn't believe how much wound care advice I actually give Right. You know, as makes me a better provider. I can also handle anything because aesthetics is serious. People think it's all fun and games, but it's serious work with serious consequences if you don't know what you're doing. And so 
all of my past experiences absolutely helped me be better at what I'm doing now. So I'm really glad that I gave myself that time to grow. We talk about the stages of nursing and being a novice nurse and then growing into being an advanced nurse and then being an MP it kind of starts all over again. You're like, oh, I'm a novice again. And here I am. So, you know, take as much time. Don't feel like you have to rush, but, you know, work hard is my advice. And, you know, don't let anyone for me, it wasn't if I'm going to succeed. It was just when. Yes. When, you know, yeah. There's a lot of the mindset piece, right? That comes into that. You, that is one um, sort of common thread, I would say, that we see in all of the nurses that we talk to for the podcast and at Nursepreneurs in general. The difference between those that succeed and those that fizzle out, I don't, you know, I don't, fail is a word that I think is sort of nuanced and, but we'll say nurses that succeed in business and those that fizzle out, I'd say the single thing is that mentality that you just said. For me, it wasn't if it was when I would succeed and that is what you put in your head. And so you continued on until the when happened. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, I want an office here in Arlington on Wilson Boulevard, which is a really nice, big, like kind of city area. And I want it, I'm on it. And here I am. And it's exactly, you might see it back here. Like yeah. some of the, this is exactly where I wanted to be. And it was never, if I'm going to make it, it was yeah. literally always when, and business is a lot and you know, it's, it's hard. It is not, it is not for the week. It is, it does take a lot, but it's not impossible if you just keep at it. Right. And what about, you know, I, you know, I think you probably would have something to say about this, Megan, about the difference between, you know, starting a business just because you're like, oh, I could probably make a profit in that business. Oh. Like, oh, that's a good idea because, because it's, it, it, it makes sense and I can make money versus starting a business because you feel true passion about that thing. Oh, that is night and day, mm -hmm. night and day. I, my ethos is always to help people both in aesthetics and in the, the women's space because you know, I've seen some retreats coming out here and they're not healthcare focused. They're just private equity or they're owned by, um, you know, just like a politician type person or things like that. They don't care. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to start a business because I think I can make money. Same with aesthetics. There's people like, oh, I'm just in it for the money. You know, I actually, I don't know if I should share this, but I, I followed around a plastic surgeon when I was a student and he had sales goals in his office. Oh my goodness. Medical practice should not have sales goals. You have people coming to you about things they want to like enhance or, you know, we never, I never let anyone say fix. There's nothing to fix, but enhance. Um, and you just help them get there and work with their budget. And if their budget is really small, you can do other things to make them feel good about themselves. And I say, no, I won't. Are you on the West coast, right? I'm, I'm East coast actually. Oh, you are East coast. Okay. Yeah. No, well, some of the work and the migrated filler and all these things is because all these celebrities with bad work is because their providers just trying to make money and that it's never going to work in the long run. And for right. me, if you treat people right and you lead by wanting to help people, the success will come. There's always just a running joke. I used to have a car held up by tape, quite literally held up by tape. That car is infamous. <laughs> Had it for like 15 years. Just lead with helping people and the rest comes. Success comes. Do the right thing. That. As cheesy as that sounds. No. Do the right thing. Lead with helping and the rest comes. The greed and all of that. Like, I don't know if you're big into TikTok, but there's this whole thing with Keith Lee. Do you know who this is? I'm, I'm like, not a TikTok person. I, I well, will. the example is he, when he comes, he does food 
ratings. He's just a normal guy, does food ratings, but the Keith Lee effect can turn into thousands, if not millions of dollars for businesses. And he gave some money to that needed to be dispersed to different people. And the person he gave it to didn't disperse it. And instead of getting like short term, oh, I'm going to be greedy and get this money turned into though, because they go to businesses that need the help, that need the right. exposure cool. and totally ruined her business instead Ugh. of, you know, for like a couple thousand dollars that could have turned into something else. Right. And so for me, just leave with helping people. Yeah. That's it. It's beautiful. And you know what? That's, that's probably the other thing that I think I've heard and, and been most impressed by both by some of the most successful people we've spoken with is that that's the other piece of the mentality is it's about people and relationships and bringing value to other people. And like you said, success follows that because yeah. you're just like, you're giving it away and then it, you become a magnet for the success. And that's, it's like, done yeah, and i share my life and people are invested in me they're so kind to me they are invested in my wins like i was talking about oh i don't want to share some stuff because i don't want to seem bragging they're like no brag share we're so proud of you especially the ones that have been with me through my tape car days <laughs> and they love my daughter and they love you know my husband and they like they love the things i'm passionate about i share a lot of my life and things that i like with no like affiliates, like I don't get money back for sharing the things. It's just right. all about giving away the knowledge and things that I care about. And people care about me so much. They're coming to me. They're not just coming to like, they're coming because yes. I give them so much of me. Yes. Too. You are yeah. your business. Bottom yeah. line. They yeah. are buying really Right. Cause there's a million aesthetics, uh, businesses out there. There's probably one on every corner that they could yeah. go to. They have a million choices, but why do they come to you? Because of what you yeah, just and said. They see me training. Nobody trains more than my staff. They see yeah. how hard we work and how much we, you know, everything that comes back, we have the best technology, the best lasers, right. the best training, everything comes yeah. right back to them. So like I, I said, it. you know, I just don't get it. I just don't get why people are so greedy. It's crazy. It just treat people well. It's so cheesy. Treat people how you want to be treated. Love it. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But you get up every day and you try your best and try to always lead. Always lead with doing the right thing and it will come back to you. Love that. It's so true. Yeah. In, in everything, not just for nurses yeah, and yeah. business who are listening to this, but in everything. So, okay. Quickly, for I want to ask you this for both your aesthetics business and for Fourth Retreat. If you could think of maybe your one or two biggest challenges early days of getting your aesthetics um, business up and running, can you think of one or two that were your sort of biggest roadblocks? Well, for me, I just, I don't know. I don't give up. Like I never give up. I'm, I, I can be annoying to the point where I'm always going to find a way. Always ask what's the worst someone's going to say. No people, especially these younger kids are so afraid to ask, Yeah. ask, ask questions, ask for help, ask for mentorship, definitely get mentorship. Um, you know, always, always ask. I kind of charged into this space in a time where people were not, I was yeah. like, I'm here. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be somebody just wait and see. Like I came in full, full force into this Love field it. and I didn't let myself like not be seen if you can. 
But that being said, I always think I'm not good enough. A lot of therapy has helped that. That kind of like, ah, I'm not good enough. Also, I tried to use that instead of like letting me shrink to just, I don't know, use that as kind of a motivator. Um, But Sort of that imposter sort of syndrome where you're like, who am I to do this? I'm not good enough to do this type of thing. Do I deserve this success? Look at your work, Megan. Yeah, Yeah, you are. And it's just like, use that as the fire. But truly ask questions, ask for help. People don't like to ask for help. My business only was able to scale up the way it did is because I finally trusted other people to help me. Um, Amazing. My practice manager, Courtney, she's a huge reason of how I'm able to be where I am today. You got to find a Courtney. You got to find people in your corner that you trust in order to expand. You can still succeed on a small scale, but if you want to do something bigger, you have to trust people, but you got to find people that align with your vision. Like I know Courtney, we're the same, do yeah. the right thing. Like, you know, right. Okay. You, you're There's hiring like- people. You're not just hiring someone cause you need a body. You're, yeah. you're being strategic and you're finding yeah. your people. Yeah. And then you also have to know when to let it go. That was a big, big one for me. I, I am a softie and I always want to help people or, you know, I'm always trying to help people, but it comes to a point where if there's somebody that's not aligning with your vision, you have to let them go. Even if you feel for their personal life, it's just not going to help your overall mission. So that's like been a big one for me is like in 2024 also of, you know, if you have to go, you have to go kind of thing. You can't help every single person. I do a lot. I do a lot for my staff. I do a lot for my team, but that's another one that you just have to learn. Sometimes you have to let people go in order to help more people. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's a hard one. And I think, um, that was sort of, it sounds like you've sort of wrapped up a challenge and a piece of advice in there together, but I do think, and I'm sure you've, you've experienced this as, as nurses in general who come into business, that's the part that's, you know, we're not ready for We know that we can deliver a service well, right? Whatever that skill, the skill piece that we have to deliver, the aesthetics piece or the caring for people or the educating people, we know we can do that. But the business side of stuff, it's a learning curve. You have to learn how to manage people. You have to learn how to hire and fire, you know, all of those. But also you don't need a business degree. I personally think we are better Providers that own businesses are better than these private equity or random people owning businesses, including like in the fourth trimester space type of space. Like you can learn it. Don't be scared. You can do it. Like for me, my husband, I hate math. My husband is now the CFO of both the companies. He handles that. He is, and he's great at it and he's amazing. And, but obviously that trust is there. So you know, find your people if you really don't like something. I mean, clearly I was doing it before I brought him on. Um, but don't be scared because you don't have a business degree. I don't do, I don't have a business degree and my business is way more successful than a lot of people with business degrees. So just don't let that make you afraid and give you that imposter syndrome that can happen to all of us, myself included. Um, you can learn that they can't teach you how to take care of patients. They can't like, and have that, you nurses, we just have it, right? Especially like of all types of healthcare providers, nurses, we just have that caring model built into us. You go to a nurse, you become a nurse because you wanna help people, like you do. Most most people go in wanting to help people. And I just think that you can learn business. 
that yes. like je ne sais quoi being a nurse can't be taught. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's so true. And right. Nurses, nurses get that imposter syndrome above our business, but really guys, you don't even realize how many skills you have in the business world just by having had your nursing experience, dealing with the politics of the floor and the hospital yes. or your clinic. Uh -oh. You, you know <laughs> I what I mean? That. I don't miss that. Yeah. So yeah, you have so many more business skills than you realize. So it shouldn't be the thing that holds you back. No, you don't need an MBA. Yeah, exactly. MBA. That's just a piece of paper. Exactly. Um, all right. So as we're wrapping it up, I want to make sure that anyone listening knows how to find you, Megan, and particularly um, in both your businesses. If you're in the DC area, Megan sounds like she is your girl. So how do they find you? Where do they go? Socials, websites? Yeah, yeah. And I'm really, really proud of my team. Really diverse team. You know, my providers at NM, All, almost all of us are kids of immigrants. Like I really, really love and so proud of my team and they've all been trained by me. So, you know, and in the fourth trimester space, those are people that take care of my daughters. So these are all vetted people. Um, our website is um, nmesthetics.com or fourthretreat.com. Socials are always great. My social is at nurse Megan aesthetics at nurse Megan underscore aesthetics nm underscore aesthetics and wellness. And then, um, Oh my God, wait, now I have to look. What's the <laughs> That's okay. Um, I think it's fourth retreat because, you know, so many things were taken. So this is like real life fourth trimester underscore retreat. There we go. I know, right? When you're like, wait, which one do I have? Well, because, um, yeah, and I, I tried to get a few others just so people wouldn't take them. Um, but I was like, oh, where's the underline? And like, what? And like the website, because, you know, fourth trimester was already taken. So fourth retreat was like... Um, you know, the best that the we best. had. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's the best way to find us. Um, we can always direct you to the right place. Fourth trimester has a beautiful, beautiful website and NM is going to get one soon in the next like, <laughs> month because the people that built that are going to help me now. It's been, all, that's a whole nother saga to tell you why I don't have a website, but it's fine. But I uh, want to highlight the fact that you, and I, I'll say it again, everyone's like, oh, I need, we love to pretend that we need everything done before we can take our first yes. patient or oh. do our first thing. That's bogus guys. Megan has a hugely successful aesthetics business without a website. And she's how many years into that business now? Quite a bit. Quite yeah. A bit. What, so don't pretend that you have to check yeah. every box before you start that business. You're just fooling yourself. You know what? Some people use that and a therapist or somebody told me this. It's just an excuse to give yourself to not try exactly you know you just you're gonna yeah. figure out some of it's gonna change courtney and i have learned so much together grown together in this business in this world you're gonna be fine especially if you're starting small do what i did like i started intentionally small so i didn't need a big loan or didn't need some crazy thing and i didn't have to work for someone that didn't align with me because i did i started in a place that did not align with my ethos and i just was not it and so just do it do whatever that little bit. And even if you never grow, you don't need to, but it's something really, really cool working for yourself. It's really Very nice. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, anyone listening, I will also put all, I believe in our um, show notes at the bottom of the episode, when this airs, you will have all of the information to contact Megan. Megan, this was amazing. You are inspiring and I love what you're doing. And if I lived in DC, I would be your next client. Well, you have not. to come down and visit. I would love to. <laughs> All Thank right. You.
This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nurse printers.
This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.